Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Samin here. And with my host, as usual, uh, the man of my dreams, uh, Akhi Tweet. Assalamu alaikum. Hello, guys. It's been a really long time. <laughs> I'm still alive. So is Amin. We took, yeah. a, we took a little break. Let's say it was a planned break, Amin. That way we look professional. I think, you know, um, I was looking at the last time we had a call and it was um, it's around two months ago. I think just less than two months. Yeah, so, but everybody uh, needs some space. You know, that's normal. Yeah, everyone, I think the the normal kind of break these days for, for things is about two months, isn't it? Exactly, so, exactly. You know. Alhamdulillah, how are you? It's just the norm. Alhamdulillah, bro, very good. Uh, very busy these days, like past, let's say, three weeks, uh, very busy. But Alhamdulillah, for good reasons, I suppose. Ooh. And uh, I'm 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 happy. I'm telling you, I'm happy to be on flipping uh, podcast. I'm not usually happy. I mean, I don't usually say I'm happy, but I'm happy. What about you? Alhamdulillah, I'm really. I've, I've been looking forward to this, man. It's been a long time. Um, yeah, I've been. What have I been doing on my time off? I went on holiday. I went to Tunisia. I went to Algeria. And oh, you went to Tunisia as well as Algeria. Well, okay. there's a funny story about all of that. Um, mm. Which I suppose I could go into a little bit. Essentially, mm. I went to. I've got a Tunisian passport, right? And I was going to use yeah. that to get into Algeria because you need a visa to get into Algeria, but you don't need one if you've got a Tunisian passport. Yeah. So I get to okay. I get to Gatwick Airport with my in-laws and my my wife and child, and then uh-huh. I didn't realize that my passport was going to expire at the end of the month. Which meant, mm. even though I was coming back before the end of the month, so they said, oh, your passport needs six months on it, so it can be used as a visa. Yeah. So I got turned away mm. in the airport, and then my family went without me, mm. which was nice. Yeah. And then, mm. from from that point onwards, began the down downward spiral of God knows how many tests that I got tested with. SubhanAllah. Honestly, I, I wrote down a list at one of the airports that I was at, because I went to mm. Tunisia to get my passport done. I... Uh, I made a list of just all the things that went wrong. <laughs> like my dad, <laughs> my dad had a car crash on the way to get me. Uh, and then, oh, but handily, yeah. he was okay. But then the car was in a mm. the car was in absolute state on the way back, so it kept breaking down. Uh, what other stuff? Oh. I got harassed by police. Funnily enough, in Tunisia, because mm. you know. Anyway, long story short. Either way, when I did go to Algeria, though, it was really nice. Really nice country. I was really, really impressed. So where did you fly into, Algeria? Yeah, so I stayed in the capital. And then I went to... So I went to some, like, uh, what we'd call... uh, Kabaili areas. Like Tizouizou, I think. And, bro, they don't even speak Arabic at all there, do they? Oh, I've never been. You've never been? Bro, it's like, it's mad. There's, so like everything is in in Qbayli language, whatever that's called, mm. and there's no. It's either French or in Qbayli and Amazir, yeah. Amazir, mm. and then all the mm. all the signs, like you know, road mm. signs are obviously put in by the government. Yeah, all the Arabic. Oh, it's all in the language. Yeah, all the Arabic yeah. bits in the signs. A lot of them were like graffitied off because people didn't want any Arabic in their city. Oh, I felt, right. I felt, yeah, I felt yeah. so awkward, mate. Ah. It sounds like you're in a pretty hardcore area, though. Oh, yeah, bro. I don't know how many areas are like that. But I've heard, yeah, there are some like that. Actually, I think um, the language is Tamazir. Not, oh. Tamazir is the ethnicity, I think. But, yeah, I'm not uh, so fluent in those things because where I'm from, we don't really... We don't have any of these kind of uh, high concentrations yeah. of people that are like, you know... Um, 
So yeah, so it was very good. Yeah, it was nice. What I will say is, how I, long did you stay? I stayed. Well, I was meant to stay two weeks or just over, but I ended up staying yeah. for about what was it, ten days? I think essentially. Yeah. Because of, okay. Because of the five of days. Delays I saw, and all that. Yeah, but um, yeah, I will say that you guys are probably <coughs> the most dangerous drivers I've ever seen in my life. Like, oh really? Yeah. Compared to <laughs> that's that's coming from a Tunisian. Yeah. So I, you know, I've driven in Tunisia. I've been in Morocco and. I drove in Algeria for about two hours before oh, I before I gave up. I gave up. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Yeah. People don't like. It's the middle of the night. Attack. Middle of the night on the motorway. Mm. People don't use their lights. Like they don't put their lights mm. on. I don't know what that's all about. I don't know if they're trying to save energy. Mm. But but your f- <laughs> fuel is so cheap. So I don't know what the problem is. Surely you can afford to keep your lights on a bit longer. Anyway. Yeah. That's my uh, initial impressions, mm. but all all in all, it's a really nice country, and I, I recommend if anybody does want to go or can go, then do it, go for it. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that's funny because I, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> uh, people to go if they don't know anyone there. Yeah. If you do know someone there, then definitely, yeah, it's amazing, oh, yeah. It's very good. But if you don't know someone, it might be tricky because. Uh, I I did. I went to Algiers one time. I stayed in a hotel there because I don't have family there. All oh, right. I stayed only one night or something, and the the hotel was supposed to be like pretty good, but it was not pretty good. All oh, right. Um. And and yeah, and I'm sure like people are very helpful. So if you're lost, I'm sure they'd help you. But it's not the same as having like proper mm. um, infrastructure where people are used to foreigners and stuff. Yeah. Although you know like. I always say these things that, like I talk about Algeria and I re- I do realize though that the different areas of Algeria are very different. I mean it's the biggest country in Africa after all. Yeah, so true. Uh, maybe maybe where you were was better. And also I know right now there's quite a lot of people from China that work in Algeria. So yeah, they're all- uh, you know bit by bit it's like uh, getting used to having those foreigners and stuff. I think uh, a lot of it is based on yeah, the expectations well. as well because um, mm. like coming from Tunisia we live in quite a rural area and I'm used to going mm. abroad and living in a rural area that isn't so built up and stuff so yeah. and in morocco as well i've got a bit more built up sort of apartments mm. so i'm used to both mm. ends and that's what i expect when i go i either expect one or the other and i got a taste of both mm. because when i was in the capital mm. it was you know in a city you know apartment kind mm. of thing and then when i went to oh, right okay when i went to the emazir area so to speak it was very rural mm. up in the mountains you know mm. oh yeah yeah did, did you stay there or you just went no we for stayed day? for f- maybe two or three days there um oh okay so it's quite nice sick it's quite nice man sick but alhamdulillah but where are you from in morocco north or south uh i'm up north in larash so near tanja okay yeah yeah so that's like okay, on the coast yeah. so you're one of us tanja man yeah <laughs> so it's on the coast bro but it's, yeah, it's nice good. bro Anyway, I didn't ask you. Yeah, what have you yeah, been up to in your in your two months? Two months. Uh, so obviously Ramadan. Oh. Uh, it was very good Ramadan, considering I was I, last Ramadan. I felt like I flopped on the work front, and uh, also kind of flopped on like the ibadah kind of front uh, relative to previous years. This year. I feel like I got a really good balance. I was getting everything done work-wise and I was getting my usual kind of ibadah um, routine uh, done you know, most of the time. So I was pretty happy about that. Last 10 days, you know, it's maybe next year I need to really think about it. Last 10 days, I usually end up getting, you know, four or five hours sleep a day and 
by Eid you're just going to crash. Um, but alhamdulillah, it was good. That was Ramadan. Uh, soon after Ramadan, um, I had a few like uh, workshops we did for clients in Dubai. So I was staying in Dubai for about a whole week. And it was very intense. A lot of preparation needed for those. And um, the following, like following two, three weeks following that, uh, basically had to do a lot of kind of work to recover from the delays created from being in Dubai for a whole week because right. it wasn't really planned to do all that. Um, so I'm still, uh, inshallah, like this coming week, I will have recovered and uh, it'll be kind of maybe smooth sailing. Um, I hired someone new uh, for my business, so that's really good. Oh, brilliant. And uh, I'll, I'll put all the burden on them to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, yeah, that's most of it, I think. Well, we, we worked with a very big client, alhamdulillah, uh, a very uh it's always good to when you know when you work with big businesses it, if you make like a five percent tweak in their business it has a bigger impact than a smaller business of course because five percent for them is huge compared to five percent for a small business so it's nice to to like feel like you're on that level where you can actually benefit existing big companies rather than some of these smaller ones so uh yeah that's good alhamdulillah and uh now I'm just talking to you, bro. Now you're talking to me. <laughs> it all leads up to this moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, you know the other thing I did? SubhanAllah. Uh, glad I didn't forget this. Yeah, you know, uh, bro, I got a juicer, okay? So it's, uh, it takes uh, vegetables, fruits, and it basically crushes it and gets all the juice out. It separates the juice from basically the, the solid part of it, which is fiber. And your the theory is that you're ending up with just pure liquid fill, filled with the nutrients uh, and the minerals that you get from uh, the, from the the fruit or the vegetable. Like it's pure, it's, it's the liquid. You, the fiber's gone, and now you could just drink it and get all of that into your body in a very uh, like effective way, if you like. Mm. Right. So, uh, you know, I've been I've been looking looking into it. I got a, I got it towards the end of Ramadan. And um, and I've, I've been trying to like have one kind of big glass of juice every single day. Um, and I've also been taking uh, every day I take a ginger and apple shot. Right. So it's like a very small because ginger is extremely strong, uh, but it really does you good. So I've been taking that. But then uh, after Ramadan, I, I went to the next level and I did a juice fast. So four days with nothing but juice, no eating at all, okay. uh, just just uh, juice, like three to four juices a day. And, uh, you know, it's supposed to kind of, um, I did it, you know, for many reasons, like to cleanse, uh, kind of, the, the idea is, yeah, that you, you're not eating and therefore none of your digestive system has to work at all for four days, you're kind of right. giving it a rest. Um, also, um, the nutrients from from the vegetables and the fruits they actually help heal your you know liver let's say your liver has been working really hard because of whatever you've been eating mm-hmm. or your kidneys have been working hard um, you're giving it a rest and you're filling it with loads of nutrients so it can kind of fix itself because most of your body can fix itself but if you just keep pummeling it with a lot of work to do then that's when you start getting illnesses because because um, it's it's it just needs a bit of rest to, to heal itself so um yeah and then you get energy still from the uh, the sugars obviously in the fruit and stuff so you get energy from there and subhanallah it was the problem the first time i consciously felt uh, in my life that my stomach is empty and i feel kind of 
uh, kind of hungry, but at the same time, I feel like fully energetic. Yeah, and that's because most of the time we eat more than we need, and therefore we when when we feel hungry, we eat rather than when we need energy, we eat. And the, uh, I, I for the first time, I actually felt the difference between those two things, like eating for need and eating because you know it's just time to eat kind of thing. Yeah. So very good experience um some people do it for weight loss i don't know if it's the best thing for weight loss because it's pretty extreme and you can't keep it up for that long unless you're very very disciplined um but yeah it was definitely great and i definitely definitely feel uh, lighter i feel more uh i don't know how to like less what's the word like more agile more light more nimble i don't know what it was nimble yeah like these kind of i don't know i don't know why maybe it's placebo but yeah it feels good yeah so, You're not the only so, one who's been experimenting with the, some diets, but um, I got okay. I got a question about that earlier. But I'll go into that because mm. we have we have a ton of questions, bro. Uh, in fact, yeah. we just got one one minute ago. Um, oh, and it's for you, so we can get into these if you want. Yes, so, uh, that's so. That's kind of what, what we'll do this episode, I yeah. guess. So should we should we deal with the emails first because they they've seemed to have been there for like so, months. So, like so these man, three months. These have been there for a while, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have a look. Go go ahead with the first. We'll go back and forth. How about that? And then yeah, so we've got like six unread emails, right? Uh, we've already seen a couple of them, and they require like a whole um, a whole episode, I think. So we could skip through those. We've got just one saying Aid Mubarak. Right, so Aid Mubarak, Muhammad Amin, Taqabal Allahu Minna wa Minkum, Minkum, Ghaffar Allahu Lana wa Lakum, inshallah. I really appreciate your podcast and always look forward to hearing them. Hope you keep them up. <laughs> oh, how ironic. <laughs> um, I also plan to email feedback and ideas soon, just being busy. So that's a nice just uh, reading out some praise kind of email. Um, and then the the other one that we've got is. Looks like a kind of deep one. Uh, should, I, should I read it or? It's not too long. Yeah, whatever, man. We've got time. Okay. So, Saram, this email might be quite difficult to read or understand because I'm struggling to articulate what resides inside my brain. Okay, I told you it was deep. Yeah. Let's go. How, how should your relationship with Allah be? Whenever I find myself about to commit sin, I think about Allah and I feel guilty because of how Allah has looked after me and how I'd be stupid to disobey. Is my taqwa supposed to be built upon his mercy or his anger? Also, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to think of Allah. Is it supposed to be formal where I stick to the adhkar in the fortress of a Muslim book? Or should I be uh, informal and find closeness in just talking? I've seen on Twitter where where it always, you know... might might sound bad when when it starts with I've seen on Twitter. Oh, no. <laughs> I've seen on Twitter uh, where the, the way people talk about Allah as Allah's plans are bay, okay. and it makes me feel so uncomfortable. Okay, yeah. Also, how do you build your taqwa? So um, yeah, that that's it. Mm. So basically, how do you how do you how should your relationship with Allah be, and uh, should should the relationship be based on mercy or taqwa and stuff, uh, mercy or anger, his mercy and his anger, or uh, and then also, um, you know, how should your dhikr be and stuff mm. of Allah? Um, I think for this one, a disclaimer is obviously, I don't think either of us are the best people to ask regarding things like this because they probably rely on. An answer given, Shaky. yeah, someone given with more knowledge. But what I will say is that, from my, what I can see, there's already elements mm. of what I assume to be the right conduct, which is, 
you know the balance mm. between hope and fear you know you're you're you feel embarrassed mm. to commit a sin in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um mm. and you're also you know motivated to do good because you want his his you know the reward that he will give you um yeah so it, essentially it is a middle path in in terms of how to i mean Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as as how we think of him so to speak isn't there there's a hadith regarding that i believe yes hadith qudsi yeah so you'll have to have good thoughts no doubt and, and hope for the best but also don't let yourself slip and think that everything is loosey-goosey like for example that 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 example that they've given about what was it Allah's plans obey something like that yeah. like that's a bit I'm not saying I'm not going to say that that's haram because I'm not even in a place but I wouldn't I personally wouldn't consider that the best kind of conduct but yeah it feels inappropriate yeah I mean in terms of formal or informal there's a time and place for both, I think, because if you can be formal, which you are, I mean, generally in a prayer, you're going to be as formal as you can. Uh, mm. But then outside of prayer, you want to be comfortable enough to express yourself without being, mm. you know, completely rigid and stuck in a. Yeah, and I think it's easier to be informal structure. if you're not a formal person. If you could just have a like me and you mm. having a conversation like this, as long as you're not, yeah. you know, swearing and being inappropriate. But with keep mm. in the same way that you might talk to your mum or your dad, you know I don't know what your mm. your relationship is with your parents, but in in the same way you'd speak to a loved family member that you wouldn't want to disrespect them, but at the same time you're comfortable enough talking to them about certain things, or whether it's a friend mm. or that's that's what I would assume is the mm. the way to you know conduct yourself. What do you think? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I agree with what you said, bro. In terms of mercy and anger, they're asking should it be this or that. And, you know, it, to be honest with you, it, it might actually be difficult to understand how you do both, right? Mm. And, uh, you know, everyone, you know, if you if you go through, you know, these books of Aqidah, you learn both. Everyone says both. Uh, but, you know, sometimes you need a certain amount of maybe just pondering over it or a life experience to understand what it means both, right? Like, um, so f- the, the way I'm seeing it in my head, and this is... You know, sometimes just explaining your experience can help someone if if they're on the same kind of thought process as you. Um, maybe when when you're in a you know a place of you know a little bit lower iman, maybe you know mm. your, your iman will fluctuate. So you'll have these moments where you lower iman. You might want to do what was said in the email and like remind yourself of the punishment and like come on like even one minute in the fire is not worth it and you know Allah gave me all these blessings why am I uh, disobeying him and stuff like that. When you're in a in a moment of higher iman, you might actually that's when you might feel that um, urge to do extra and and actually you might you might not even consciously think of why you want to do this extra and that's when it maybe you're going into the realm of you're just seeking Allah's mercy you're just trying to cover up for any mistakes you're just doing it because you're so grateful for what Allah gave you kind of thing yeah. so um maybe it, you know you you alternate between those two things because your iman will fluctuate right um and then when it comes to formal and informal um uh, i think you know the prophet sallallahu has taught us these different ways to do uh, dhikr and stuff uh and different ways to like speak to Allah if you like so you've got the salah which I think you know for most people they find it very structured very formal and it should be I think there's space for both right formal and informal so the salah is very formal you know even when you're praying in jama'ah as well it's like straight lines everything pretty formal Uh, then dua could be kind of a bit less formal where you could freestyle your duas you're just asking Allah 
And while you're, you know, the, a good dua, what does a good dua look like? It looks like you asking Allah, but also you praising Allah, mm. and also mentioning the things that Allah has blessed you with, and mentioning that you're grateful, and mentioning I've believed, uh, I've believed oh Allah, and I've done this, and I've done this for you. So Allah, forgive me, and this and this. So uh, dua is actually maybe if you don't know already, it'd be good to look at the etiquettes of dua because maybe it's a lot less uh, formal uh, than you think it can be, and then. Other dhikr, like in, in Fortress of the Muslim, as mentioned, uh, that's also good as well. Um, but generally, you know, uh, I would say that learning the meaning of these different adhkar is what's going to be the game changer. And you can go uh, into the realm of just pondering and just looking at nature. For example, you go and you're walking and looking through nature. And some people instinctively, they say, subhanallah. But if you know what subhanallah means, I think that will go a deeper level of dhikr for you. And that's also, that's informal, isn't it? You're just walking around, yeah. you see something, you say, alhamdulillah, you say, subhanallah. But when you know the, what these things mean, you might feel it, it kind of goes a bit deeper mm. for you. And therefore, you wouldn't feel like you need to do formal or informal. You're doing both. You're covering all of it in a way. Uh, but pondering on, on things and observing things uh, is a good way of, I don't know if you call it dhikr, but I think it does fill that space that is being mentioned in the email. Hmm. Um, and uh, one question uh, here was, how do you build your taqwa? Hmm. That's a good question. I'd like to know the answer to that. I don't have one myself. I mean, I, I've, heard a, I've heard an answer, and I always remember it being attributed to Ibn Taymiyyah, but it was a long time ago I heard this, so uh, it has to be checked. But it's like there's two two-pronged approach. One is increasing your knowledge of Allah, and one is increasing your ibadah. Right, and obviously you're going to start at a level where you are, and just increase those two things. And as you increase those two things, your taqwa increases, basically. Uh, but we could probably do a whole episode on this kind of topic. But increase your knowledge of Allah. You know, read Quran, read the translation, read the tafsir in the language you understand, and attend whatever lessons you can attend and stuff. You're going to be fulfilling that again, starting at whatever level you're at, and then ibadah-wise. It's uh, it's uh, anything beyond the uh, obligatory kind of minimum thing that's going to get you more taqwa, going to get you closer to Allah and higher levels. And just do that by 1% every like week or whatever, increase 1%. And uh, that's like the gist of it, I think, right? No, no doubt. And uh, one major thing, I think, at least for me, is try and remind yourself of death really often. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's hard sometimes because we don't surround the typical person doesn't surround themselves with that kind of you know mm. like they, they, unless they work somewhere where death is quite common they're not going to really yeah. see that a lot but it's it's important i guess like the like I, yesterday it really stuck with me i think it was yesterday i was walking like I was in the middle of work and i was walking somewhere just it was a really short distance from maybe one office to another and i just thought what if i don't make it to that second office like mm. that thought just came yeah. to my head like what guarantee yeah. do i have that i'm going to leave this office and make it to the other one and i just, I, I didn't have an answer because i didn't have a guarantee and mm. sometimes those thoughts do pop in your head but if you can remind yourself more often but at the same time i wouldn't mm. in the same time same thing with balancing things i wouldn't do it too often like i remember when i first started mm. near when i first started practicing i had a wallpaper on my phone that that just said death, right? And I know it sounds awful, like morbid, <laughs> but it was to remind myself. But then this guy's hard. It got a bit. It got a bit. Maybe it got a bit too much, and then it kind of cripples you a little bit. Like sometimes too much 
you know you have to you have to understand mm. yourself and what you can, what you mm. can what what motivates you and what balance you can strike yeah. that will be good for mm. you because too mm. much of this or that and you're either going to cripple yourself mm. or not going to be too concerned with what you yeah. do in life anyway mm. Mm. self-awareness is unbelievably powerful i think because um what a, lo- a lot of what happens is people i'm talking about like muslims for example in the uk people are often uh, indirectly they're they're pressured or they're shamed or they're you know guilt trips into uh coming close to Allah in a, in a specific way that, that it seems like most of the people around them are doing it that way right yeah. and and they don't have the confidence or they feel they don't have the knowledge of the religion to say actually I'm not really gonna do it that way uh, and I'm talking about acceptable ways of doing it right they're not like they don't, they don't want to stand out they don't want they don't want to cause conflict so they kind of follow right however if you truly know yourself and you know that look we're all trying to get closer to Allah. I just feel like this way would be better for me personally because of how I am. Yeah. Um, if the, if that kind of avenue was more open, then that would help a lot of people perhaps. Um, but what seems to be happening is a lot of people just following and copying because it's the thing to do. And, I, you know, I, if I think about it, some people, you know, maybe like on YouTube making videos and stuff, they make you feel, uh, or they try, They actually, it's not their intention, but they guilt trip you into studying islam for example at a deep level when it's not it's not needed that everybody studies at a deep level some people they're they're literally what would benefit them the most is maybe you know gaining some knowledge of arabic so they can understand the quran they understand what they're saying in their prayers and that might take them you know three years or four years whatever years to just do that right based on their schedule and uh, maybe they're weak in school and therefore you know they're weak academically it takes them long to learn and stuff like that and so that person is different and the the point is i'm trying to make is when you know yourself you end up having that confidence to say look you guys want to do uh, do that and push yourself to the limit that way i'm going to push myself to the limit this way which is equally as good but it's just different way yeah no doubt you know uh yeah no. but you know for me uh, a lot uh, you know when it comes to building a taqwa and stuff this is why I would say self-awareness is important. But but all I can say is for me, the best thing I did was incrementally uh, just learning new things, right? From different people, like people that I no longer listen to now or people that I don't consider to be tr- too trustworthy to uh, listen to now or people that, you know, it might have been a one-off thing and then people that I've spent years listening to uh, or studying with or whatever, Um that has built up to a point where now I feel like I've got kind of I know what I need to do and I'm not always doing it but at least I know what I need to do most people don't even know what they need to so for me like knowledge was definitely a way forward but I also appreciate that for some people knowledge is not really the thing maybe they need just um, the right company or maybe they need to experience something so people are different just know yourself oh I agree there's definitely like I've, I've met some Muslims that they're not like I was talking about this particular uh, old friend of mine and he wasn't the brightest guy like you could tell he, mm. he wasn't academic whatsoever and because of mm. you know because of a lot of decisions he's made he's gone down a bad path but every now and again where he is on sort of the path of trying to practice it is very very basic stuff in the sense that mm. he, you can't talk to him about a book or like he's not going to read anything he, I mean he'll listen to the Quran and he'll fast and he'll pray 
but yeah. that's that's the extent of what he can do. It's, it reminds me yeah. a lot of like uh, you know the stories of the Bedouins back in the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's time. You know, yeah. it was very basic sort of. But that was and I, I and when me and another brother would get into a bit of a debate or a discussion about a book or something, he would get really angry and annoyed because that isn't what the religion is to him. He he doesn't want mm. more than what that basic sort of thing that he can wrap his head around. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and like I said, that, that's you know, that that's enough for him, and Allah will judge him based on his capacity. And yeah, you shouldn't you, you shouldn't try and compare yourself all the time to people's affinities, other people's affinity to for knowledge or mm. for certain skills or whatever. You should sort yeah. of you know assess your own strengths and weaknesses, and and challenge your weaknesses mm. and try and boost mm. your strengths. I guess. Yeah, yeah. The point is to to push yourself, but in a way that suits you. I remember there's a story of the the different sahaba they were kind of poking fun at one sahabi who wasn't fasting they're all fasting and then he said like what's wrong Gani? i love reading the quran so much and when i fast it tires me out and i can't read the quran as much yeah. and uh and that shows like preferences abilities differ yeah, and no. what is what's like what's better fasting or reading quran a lot it's like you're not gonna say one or the others like both is good no doubt let's move on to the next question. Um, yeah, the emails. I think the 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 emails are pretty much done. So yeah. we have to focus on. Shall I? Shall I whip email. out the the app? <clears throat> no, we've got another. Is it one. Curious Cow or Ask FM? Uh, I think it, it's Curious Cat. Um, okay. And the link is on my Twitter. Uh, I don't really know what the link is here because it doesn't say for me. Um, should I start from the oldest and forward, or the newest and backwards? Mm. Uh, I would go for the oldest, but depending on like Whoa. how. Okay, some of the old the ones are really is. long. I think we'll, we'll go with the newest because the newer ones are shorter, and then we'll see what the old ones are like. Okay. Um, okay, we got one about two minutes ago. It mm-hmm. says the next episode should be about death. Why do we forget about it? Also, any tips on best ways to save? Um, we did that. We just touched upon death a little bit. Um, mm. We will do. I think we will do a, a, a whole episode on it. Um, so we won't really mm. talk more about that now. As far as best ways to save, oh, I got a good idea. I wanted to mm. talk about this, and this is the right time. I just downloaded this app, okay. right? And it's okay. I'm using it in the UK, right? And it's called Moneybox, and I'm sure people have heard of it before. So essentially, okay. it's got uh, it helps you save money, and part of your savings goes towards investments. And I wouldn't focus on that too much because I'm not very good with the halal and haram of investing in certain companies and all that stuff. So I would mm. skip that feature, but the one feature I do love about it is this roundup feature, and what it does is essentially you link it to your bank account, and all your purchases that you make, it will round up to the nearest pound, or more, depending on what you want, and it will put that extra, so let's say I bought something for £7.50, uh, it will round it up to £8, and then that 50p extra that I've paid, it will go into a pot, so it's essentially like a change mm. jar, but for your debits, you know your debit expenditures and your digital purchases, and it's really good, bro. And like you can you can have you can add voluntarily more money onto it. So like I can I can deposit mm. you know whatever a tenner, twenty quid, whatever I want, or I can do a, mm. a direct debit where every payday, for example, I will put fifty quid or something in there. But essentially, mm. it's you're saving without really realizing. So mm. I mean, last week I didn't buy too many things. I saved twelve pounds. But that's twelve pounds I didn't even think about, you know. So do I? I would recommend to carry right, on. So did, did did you save 
the the twelve pounds, or the twelve pounds is the accumulation of the change. The twelve pounds is the accumulation of the change from what I've spent, yeah. and that's gone into yeah. the pot. It's a bit like PayPal in a sense, so it's like a third party holding. Yeah, and there is yeah. a. Fee, I think, of like a pound a month or something like that, and then there's a percentage every year of all your savings or something like that. But it's not a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I w- so when you when you buy something, right? Uh huh. Um, you buy you you got to pay with your card, right? For it yeah. to for it to apply. Yeah. And then do you choose like whether you want that money to be invested so, or saved? This is so. Mm. There's always a pot of savings, mm. and then you can. Yeah. What it will do. You've got a choice whether you want it to automatically round up your purchases or you manually do it. So what will happen is right. it will come up with the purchase on here. So right now it says I paid £19.99 for something, which was probably mm. fuel, and I've got 1p. I can swipe left, yeah. and that will save it, that 1p. Yeah. And then every yeah. Wednesday it will charge me the accumulation of all my savings that week, right? Right. Essentially, there is the main. I think the main thing, of, the main feature of the app is stocks and shares, ISAs, and you know, investing that money Make, that you've saved. Yeah, making investing ISAs. easy. Exactly, but you don't have to do that. Like I've switched all of that off, and I'm only using the Roundup feature. Yeah. Um, if I, you know, studied okay. it, and I don't really like to get into that sort of stuff because I'm too cautious. But I'm yeah. only doing it mainly for the Roundup feature, which is cool. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to understand here. Yeah. If I the mean, roundup feature. So, that, so uh, what I don't understand. Nine, you pe- you, spe- you spent nine pound ninety nine. Yeah, uh-huh. you got one p from the ten pounds. Yeah, yeah. Was that one p not going to be left in your bank account anyway? No, it would have been left in my bank account. But you never save that kind of money because you, unless you're oh, going to manually so like, do it. It's putting the it's putting that one p into the app bits, instead of keeping it's in your putting bank. it elsewhere so you can't touch it exactly exactly yeah yeah also the benefit is like you can't touch it therefore it's going to be saved because you just don't have access yeah. to it unless, unless you, you want to withdraw it through effort. that the app which you can do at any time understood yeah that's what I'm trying to okay, say okay yeah. yeah that's quite cool okay and and Got because me. it's an app yeah, nice. and not a bank account you sort of forget about mm. it really easily so yeah yeah and you don't notice that you've saved because I mean mm. you know the most that it's going to be is ninety nine p. That you're going to say, mm. do you know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't yeah. like I'll pay seven pound fifty for something. Oh well, well I've paid yeah. eight pounds. Doesn't gonna, hurt. You won't feel it. And that money, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. and you can use that money if you wanted for charity as well. I mean, you could withdraw that money and, and, and be charitable yeah. with it, or you could, you know, actually save it for other things. So rainy day, yeah, exactly. Nice, I, bro. I love these things. I love like fintech, fin- financial technology. Um, actually, uh, I found a cool thing recent, uh, not recently actually. It must have been uh, around six months ago. Um, you know, sometimes you want to transfer money uh, to another currency, okay, abroad usually. Um, it's so expensive to do it, like through your bank. Uh, bank transfer is very expensive. They give you terrible exchange rates. Western Union, again, crazy rates. But transfer-wise, okay, it's called transfer-wise, uh, it's sick, bro. They give you the best rates possible. They actually give you the wholesale rate, yeah, the actual rate that banks are using. Uh, but then all they do is they charge you like usually 0.8% of whatever you're sending. So they're not making money off the exchange rate. They're just charging you a simple fee oh, right. for that transaction. And that's the that's because my business is like very international. This is the way I've been doing everything. And I've been able to, you know, I don't know how much, but I must have saved hundreds, if not thousands of pounds. Uh, from just from saving on those exchange rates oh, wow. and it's based in london it's pretty good uh, it's a cool business and uh, you can actually uh, have an account with them as well they're like a virtual bank and you could store money in there as well if you like and stuff but 
Uh, just because uh, it's really sick, so I wanted to share it. Maybe some people want to send money abroad. Yeah, man, definitely. I mean, as far as anything else in terms of saving, I'm definitely not the person mm. to ask. I've only just started trying mm. really hard to start. Because ever yeah. since I moved out and had a kid and got married and all that stuff, it's just mm. been difficult. Mm. But this yeah, app has yeah. changed things ever so slightly, and I'm mm. you know trying to employ mm. it and, and, and think smarter. I guess, you know, smarter shopping. And, I mean, there's a lot of guys online, and there's, they're going to give you much better advice than I could ever do. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've got a video, actually. I, I recently released a video about money. Uh, well, not just not money, but it's kind of related to this. It's called... It's on my channel, so Sierra Masters, and it's called How to Spend Money the Right Way. So that kind of gives a... Um, it's like 10 minute videos I would say it's pretty uh, juicy in terms of short amount of time and a lot to get out of it inshallah and one thing bro which you might benefit from is something I've learned because I got a software that I use for like budgeting okay and from this software I learned this thing this method or whatever it's called zero based budgeting or something like that and basically what it says is that you get money in every month alhamdulillah yeah and what you what it tells you to do is that money coming in let's say thousand pound is coming in it forces you at the whenever you get paid it forces you to allocate each pound to a category okay so let's say uh, you know i'm out of the thousand pound i'm going to spend 300 on shopping like groceries yeah so i'm going to allocate the 300 and i allocate and i keep allocating until i've got zero left to budget right now I've budgeted everything, and now I know for every category that I usually buy things in, um, how much I'm allowed to spend that month. Okay, so let's say uh, out of the thousand pounds you wanted to save a hundred, so you're going to put a hundred into your savings kind of category, and now halas that hundred is there and it's there to stay. Yeah. And now when you're when you're going to the supermarket or whatever, you know you've got three hundred, and uh, towards the end of the month when you can see like because there's a there's an app or whatever. Um, this you could do on a spreadsheet but you could use apps as well for this um so you know like okay it's end of the it's getting towards the end of the month oh i i've set aside 300 for for shopping i've only got 50 left so i need to be cautious or you can tweak your budget in the middle of the month but obviously it's better to stay disciplined and so it's like very clear and i've been following this for around three months now and it's it's really good because i know okay a reasonable amount for me to spend for example on eating out is this much and i follow how much i'm spending each week or whatever and so i know towards the end of the month look i've just got no budget left for this so therefore i'm not gonna eat out yeah i'm not gonna do this because I, I it was a reasonable amount of money that i set aside and uh i've spent it and i've got to wait till my next you know uh salary or whatever yeah. until i'm allowed to do it again and then it also uh, that when you get the income coming in uh, it, right then and there, you decide to save. It's not at the end of the mo- end of the month when you've spent everything that you decide what to save, right? So it's called zero-based budgeting, I believe. Uh, look that up; it's pretty sick. Awesome. Uh, I've been doing it like three months, and it's very good. Cool. The next question, I mean, is for you. I don't actually know uh-huh. what it means, but it says this question is for me. For for me. For I mean, <laughs> who's your favorite artist? I don't know what kind of artist they mean. Um, are they talking about uh, musician? Are they talking about painting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, Who's your favorite artist? They mean. Favorite. Give me a hottest Nasheed hip hop R and B Nasheed <laughs> artist. Um, 
Well, I mean, there's only one name coming to my mind, right? Uh, and yeah. I don't know why anyone else would think of anyone other than this uh, or these people. Um, you know, who I'm talking about, right? Like the top of the game right now. Is it? Is it? It's got to be Dean Squad, bro. Yeah, of course. Yeah, boy, Dean Squad, baby. <laughs> I'm wearing a Dean uh, Dean Squad tank top right now. Oh my god. Well, considering this person didn't even ask me, I'm going to give them my answer anyway. I am okay. I'm talking about art, though. I'm not talking about music, mm. obviously. There's this guy on mm. Instagram. He's a graphic artist. He's called Killian E N G. So K I L I A N E N G. Mm. And he's a graphic artist. Okay. And I just love his work, bro. It's so intricate and detailed. It's unbelievable. Wait, how do you spell Killian and then the letter G? Killian and then E-N-G. Oh, okay. E-N-G. Okay. I'm going to take a look right now. Oh, uh, he's got Behance. Okay, Instagram. Yeah? Okay, nice. By the way, I, I think this question was an inside uh, thing. Because uh, um, it had but, little but questions. But it had uh, like chin rubbing emojis on it. You know when someone's thinking? So mm, maybe there's an inside okay. joke that I'm not aware of. I mean, making yeah, jokes without But you me. got a real... Uh, you got a real answer uh, anyway, so that's good. Because I don't really follow art and stuff. So, okay, I'm seeing now I'm seeing the inspiration for your uh, designs, like that Japanese kind of style. Oh, anime. Uh, Some of his work is, it, is uh, so manga. nice. But yeah, bro. Oh, wow, yeah. Nice, nice stuff. You know, like, there must be a... You know, there are a lot of people, obviously, there. They're interested in uh, different uh, drawing, whether it's illustration or just general graphic stuff. Mm. Um, you know, what do you think is like a kind of, how do you say, a productive way to channel this creativity? Bro, like, I'm obviously, well, my my belief uh, religiously is that we shouldn't um, draw, paint, like, living creatures, right? Uh, as mm. far as digital drawings <coughs> and stuff, I'm a bit more lax on that. But as long as you're as long as you're drawing it initially straight onto a digital thing instead mm. of drawing it and mm. then scanning it that's a different mm. story but mm. I like the challenge of having obstacles to work around it was the same thing with Pure XI like I put ob there were obstacles against the nor mainstream normative fashion industry where you put mm. the Dean in place so we're not going to use music to, to market we're not going to use certain things or certain designs or mm. certain you mm. know features models, models etc so trying to be as Try to beat the competition whilst op having handicaps, mm. quote unquote, compared mm. to the rest of the scene was really. Mm. It was what it was quite challenging. But then when you did it and when you felt like you succeeded, you're like, oh my god, yes, that was amazing. Like there's certain yeah. pieces on this guy's, you know, page, for example, that you can't really see any faces. You can't. Mm. There's certain ones where they're just landscapes, and not every mm. landscape drawing has to look like a typical landscape drawing, and not everything has to exist. Do you know what I mean? Like, not Definitely. every landscape. You don't have to go out and just draw the nearest tree. Like, just mm. be, if you if that's what you're into and you're into being creative, then you can explore that. And bro, there's people that sell their art and there's people that display their art. And what's to say you you can't do mm. that as a you know as initially a hobby and maybe as a full time thing one day? So what about? Obviously, yeah, you can sell um, uh, like paintings, you could sell the, the digital thing, you could do t-shirts, you could do different things uh, to monetize it. Yeah. What about, like, what if you want to uh, direct it towards something like a, like a cause, you know? 
Oh, like yeah. for example, someone who might be into um, editing or animating, they might pick some videos of their favorite sheikh, or they pick videos, they make videos about certain, to educate people about a certain topic, uh, whatever history, this geography, whatever, and they make videos, and that's their thing, and they're not really looking to monetize it per se. Yeah. What about when it comes to illustration and stuff? Oh, so how to put that towards a cause? Um, mm. Well, essentially, I would find something like find a cause that you're into and then hmm. as far as their like as far as their art direction goes because every sort of company or or cause or organization is going to have some sort of you know visual presence because otherwise what is it just a block of text and sometimes that's all that some organizations are some startup charities and organizations just blocks of te text if you really feel strongly about a certain cause then hmm. and you want to do something let's say you know for free so to speak or feasibility or whatever then why not mm. just design something for them and show it to them and if they're into it they'll use it and if you want to work with mm. them as because at the end of the day what's going to catch you know the, the general public's attention it's going to be your visual pieces isn't it and if that's mm. linked to let's say for example this guy that I've just showed you, you know, I'm, I, I'm not saying he's Muslim I don't think he is at all but let's say there was a charity for I don't know Syria right for example Right and mm. what's going on in Syria and one of the landscape pieces that he's drawn is literally just I don't know a war-torn spectacle of Syria at the moment right that catches your eye mm. bro and that's all that has to be forget pictures and forget you know forget the typical stuff no one's done anything like that no one's done like and mm. I don't I haven't seen anyway like a detailed exquisite drawing I'm not saying there has to be people in it or just like damage and collateral damage or anything do you, do you understand something that's going to catch the eye that hasn't yeah. been done before and that is what artists mm. do they try and ideally a good artist tries to do something that hasn't been done before something new something you know out of the ordinary mm. okay got you so yeah basically you, basically you're talking about uh, channeling attention towards something yeah uh, or even kind of donating some your work to yeah towards course. something or yeah okay. because at the end yeah. of the day i think for a lot of graphic artists and artists in general as far as doing it full-time and as like a career uh like working for someone else it's very difficult mm. to do that because and you know if you're trying to be as strict as possible with your dean it's very difficult because mm. there's a lot of you know there's a lot of things that uh, clients want that you can't provide you know, and I've, mm. I've we both got a lot of people that we know that are graphic designers, some form of artist or an editor or something, and it's always they're always working for a client, and the worry is the client is going to mm. demand or ask for something that you, Islamically speaking, aren't don't want to be part of. You know, and it goes for any business mm. where you're working for someone, but it's particularly for like anything where you know there's a, some sort of creative element for example you get approached by Heineken to do an art piece for them like you know that's the mm -hmm. most extreme example but you know you're not, you're not going to want to do that because you don't want to be part of that so that is the difficulty and this yeah. is why I say like if you, yeah, if you do feel strongly about a cause then show off your work to them or do some work for them and get involved mm. like that's what I would recommend yeah Definitely. wow that question was probably a sarcastic question but You've got a full answer from it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it, they're just prompts. Let's have a look at them. They're prompts, one. and then we can say whatever we want about it. Uh, oh, this is one of those daily questions which I can't be bothered with because they're actually bots, aren't they? Uh, oh, my phone is frozen. Uh, let me close this and open it again. Curious cat. Curious cat. 
Why isn't it loading? Oh, here we go. Aki tweet, what is your job if you don't mind me asking? I'm so curious about your murder scene tweet. It is something. Um, so, um, What's the murder scene tweet? I was about to read it out, but I've got visitors. Oh. Hello. Are you okay? It's okay. Oh. It, my son's nappy and he's changing. So we're, she's, she's, my wife has just come to collect some nappies from okay. the living room. Anything else to announce? Bro, listen, I need to do an episode on on raising kids because this has turned into an absolute nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) In the best way possible. (laughs) Bro, I will, honestly. Raising kids is not easy, bro. I'll tell you that now. Um, I tweeted uh, that I attended a murder scene yesterday uh, and it was really really not nice and oh was that just yesterday yeah uh, yeah yeah it was like yesterday or the day before I can't remember I'm getting a bit blurry now but um, uh, yeah I said it's absolutely harrowing stuff it's incredible how much darkness a person can have in their heart to take a life so mercilessly and it was really it was like a really dark murder bro and really as, so, as far as I can tell it was there wasn't even a motive it was just it was a just gone nuts, bro. It was a homeless guy, and he was sleeping, and someone else mm. like just came and you know, I don't want to go into details, um, but mm. uh, as far as what I do for a living, oh, um, I'll talk about that another time. I don't really want to talk about it now, but I will talk about it eventually. Um, but you can take some guesses, so keep them wishing, keep them keep guessing, them bro. Keep them keen. Sometimes I drop clues every now and again. If you can guess, then I thought you know I'm surprised someone's asking because I thought it was semi obvious. But so to, to a lot of people it is, but then to like the, the mm. anonymous people out there, I don't think it is. Um, mm. But bro, that can of worms can open another day. <laughs> <laughs> right, let me just uh, let them know. I'm basically letting all these anonymous people know that we've replied. Right, here we go. Another one. This one is a three part question. Are you ready? It's two days ago as well. Okay. Assalamu alaikum guys more marriage questions here lol your marriage (laughs) your marriage episode was was short so we hope you make a part 2 of it inshallah I thought we did a part 2 oh I'm confused Um, I felt like we did a part 1 I think we planned a part 2 I feel like we did a part 2 oh no no yeah you're right bro you're right you're right maybe they want a part 3 oh you know bro this is the thing (laughs) there is a never ending need for marriage content (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll be like doing we could do a whole Bro. Not not an episode, but a whole podcast I'll, on marriage, I'll and people would it. be thirsty for I'll be it. Doing it till my friend, my son gets married. That's how long I'll be doing marriage advice for. <laughs> right, let's go with that. Well, you're you're married now, so we can we can both sort of bounce ideas around. Inshallah, um, yeah, yeah. Question one: Are personalities really important in a marriage? You know how people say mm. we click, we can keep conversations yeah. going effortlessly, and all that. Is that important mm. if mm. the values are the same, or is only having the same values what matters and the rest are bonuses? Mm. Okay. Are we going to do one at a time? Uh, yeah, let's do that because I don't want to. I don't mm. want to pollute my mind with the other questions. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> pollute, yeah. <laughs> Dirty question. Um, I think. I think we we actually mentioned this in the in the marriage episode we did, and I think we both uh, agree on this, but. You go first, and then okay. Um, I just agree. Our personality is really important in a marriage. Yes, because, but to a certain extent, I, I think. Um, so it depends what you mean by personality, because a personality 
to me means like just ways of thinking, not necessarily positives and negatives. I don't see personalities as something that's there's always going to be a negative and a positive to it. I think people are different. But if you're talking mm. about if someone is overly negative or someone's overly positive or naive or stuff like that, I don't know if that's a personality trait. It's more of a character. Mm. I don't know if it's a personality. No, I think, I think bro, it's they're, a characteristic. They're talking about chemistry. So it's for, yeah. Because they said it's all about clicking and all that. Um, I don't know. And it's difficult because what I'll say is that when you get married, then you're, that's it. You've sort of you've signed you've you know you've done the deal and you would have never known how the alternative would have if there was again you know what i mean mm. you would have never known what the alternative would have been so how like i can't say well my wife had the best personality and that's why i married her that's mm. all i knew like that's the only person i ever married so and i've never known anyone long enough yeah. to know their personality do you understand in a long time because everybody's a blank about slate for those people that don't hmm. actually here's a question does there exist a couple yeah who doesn't click they've been married let's say six plus months people right and they don't click does that actually exist i think it does because people change people grow people people don't grow the same and and environmental you know environmental factors play into people's personality changing Mm. you know i'm sure for example my father now is not the same as he was before like when he was young Mm. because not, I'm but not saying young as a kid his chemistry with no. someone yeah I think life changes affect people's chemistry and it affects people's personality mm. in the long run you know there's a lot of right. things that can that can change someone's personality completely there's people that you will know growing up that are nothing like what they used to be you know and, and mm. some changes happen immediately and some changes happen over time um, what and, and this is why I think as cliche as, it's, as it goes there's always got to be that solid foundation, that immovable object in between two people, which is your religion, which is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Something that never changes. And it's the same with everything in this life. Because everything, apart from the religion, changes. Everything mm. does. Like, your your life will change. Your environment will change. Your friends will... Everything, bro. There's nothing that stays the same in this life. Apart from the religion, mm. which is immovable. Which Because even other religions change, bro. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so... If you don't have a, he dropped it. If you don't, he dropped it. <laughs> no, but if you don't have a magnet, which is the religion that always brings you back to a a path, yeah. to a, a path that we're always trying to get towards, and a path where we can mm. actually hold hands in unison and say we can mm. disagree on everything else, but as long as we agree on this, this is what's going to bring us together. Then mm. I can't, and that's why the dean is such an important factor. Like I've always said, I've always said when it comes to looking for someone, don't look for the perfect. Muslim because you won't find them but look for someone that you can see ambition in them like real ambition for the dean they don't have to be the best practicing person or they have everything on lock but if you can sense like real genuine ambition that yeah sincerely I'd love to be a better Muslim even though they're you know I'm not saying they're a bad Muslim they're doing their fundamentals no doubt you mean like always make sure those fundamentals are there otherwise you're gonna have a headache later on <laughs> like a proper one yeah. but I think as long <laughs> a real one. Oh yeah a real one bro a real one that you signed the contract but for. don't you get that with kids anyway <laughs> yeah that comes later bro we'll talk about that <laughs> later oh my god kids <laughs> but yeah bro and, and that's it and, and, and know that you've got to be mm. in it to win it there are obviously mm. some occasions and I've, I can't speak from experience but there's people that it doesn't work out for and at the end of the day that was also a test and a plan and something that you shouldn't beat yourself up about because it was meant to be that way you know and it's a learning experience so mm. you know if everything is Qadr Allah then you know, I can't. I can't really answer that. I don't know what your opinion is, but I can't answer about you know this whole oh we clicked and this and that, bro. Like anyone who's attracted to anyone clicks. 
for an, a good amount of time, and it depends how long that click will go on for. If you if you yeah. were attracted enough to them to marry them, then that was a click in some regard. Do you understand? I don't know if you've ever you know I don't know if anyone's ever been att- physically attracted to someone that was an absolute evil person. How how much longer would you be attracted to them for? Not very. You know, so their personality would have to be to some extent decent for for you to click. You know, one well, Allah knows best. Allah knows best, and everything's other Allah, isn't it? So, have you got anything to say about that? I went on for a bit. <laughs> I think uh, no. I thought we agreed on this, but I don't think we agree fully. Okay, go on. Um, so, so the question is like, well, maybe you know you didn't fully understand the question. What Possibly. I understood from the question was. Okay, do you need to have chemistry from from like the day one? Let's say you you know you're gonna meet someone two, three, four times before mm-hmm. you decide. Yeah, do you need to have that chemistry uh, there? Right. If there's no chemistry, you know, can I say no? Like, should I say no just purely based on not having chemistry? Even if, like we said in the marriage episode, even if the most important thing which we've said was values, right? Yeah. Or at least for me, I, I always say values, values, values. If your values are are, are, the, are right, are the similar then you're most likely going to get on. For me, I lean towards saying, even if there's no chemistry, that's not such a big deal. If your values are aligned, then uh, I can't see two people who have the similar values living together for three, four, five, and continue months without there being chemistry. Yeah. Personally, uh, I, I, I think that's unlikely, right? Um, so that's why yeah, I, I say values, it's hard enough to find people with similar values, Find people with f- similar values, um, and and yeah, it should be fine. Even if there's no chemistry, if there's if the values are similar, if your um, commitment to to you know your akhirah is similar, and uh, you, you know your general plans and stuff is, are in line, then yeah, that should be should be good. Inshallah, that's my personal opinion. Oh no doubt, and and no two people after tying the knot are the same anyway. Like the, mm. we, you know. I've noticed, and anyone's going to notice who's been together long enough, is that you inherit traits from each other all the time. You know, then yeah. your personalities end up becoming borrowing from each other, sort of like osmosis. Yeah, you know, there's bits of me and my yeah. wife, and there's bits of my wife in me. You know, what I mean, in terms of our interests and what we say and how mm. we speak, and mm. you know, I mean, she, mm. she, for example, my wife lived in London, and a lot of the, even just the language and the words spoken in London that we don't use here. Mm. It's completely yep. gone from her because she she's not in that environment anymore. So there's going to be loads of changes. Mm. So don't don't be so hell bent on trying to find the, the the click on day one. Like that's not how things work. You have yeah. to, like Amin said, you have to think of the values. Um, yeah. Two seconds. I think I values to, is something people always revert back to. I'm going to shut my door quickly. <clears throat> um, let me see. Go on, bro. I'm just going to keep talking by myself. Yeah, um, I was actually going to say while he's away, I was going to say that he tweet. Yeah, he's got this really bad habit. Basically, when he starts to do, oh, all right, what? oh, he's bad. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm not even going to ask. The second question was, what do you, what do you guys think about age difference when it comes to marriage? Um, oh, this same person, right? Yeah, same one. It's the second part. Yeah. Um, me personally, I think. Uh, it varies between people. I think it's easier if the guy is older because if the guy is meant to be, you know, quote unquote, the the dominant party in terms of providing, in terms of protecting that kind of stuff, 
then it naturally just means that you've got more weight behind you if you're older. That's my personal opinion. Feminists get out. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, like my dad is 10 years older than my mum, and stuff like that was normal back then, mm. you know? Um, What's going to happen, bro, is when you, when you say what your job is, people are going to find your employer, and then, you know, the feminist wagon's going to get out. Bro, tell them. don't worry. I'm doing anything I can to get fired. I'm thinking of moving out to Tunisia, bro. <laughs> Going to live with my dad. Bro, I just need a oh, good you know, excuse. Everyone goes through this phase when they come from North Africa, yeah? They're like, oh, I'm going to live there. That's it. The oh, problem is, bro, I need to move. Like, it's not even a joke. It's just whether it's going to happen sooner or later. Like, I have no choice in okay. the matter. But uh, we'll go into that one day because it's a big... Inshallah, you could be a freelance designer and live in Tunisia. Oh, sure. Inshallah. What do you think about the age thing, bro? Um, you know, I wouldn't. Again, I go back to the the the, the what I just said is uh, the most important things is um, values are similar, general uh, direction you agree on, and the direction like your life plans, and then uh, commitment to your akhirah. Those three things. I don't think I'm really missing anything else. Notice that I did not say hobbies or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those three things. Um, age is is a something that comes after those three things definitely it's not included in those three principal things um but you know but it would play a role you know i, I would if you can i would uh, I, I would you know if, if someone you know one of my friends was asking me i would say definitely marry someone younger than you uh, preferably you know three plus years younger than you yeah. uh, especially if if you're um young as well then uh, the younger you are the bigger the gap you should try and go for maybe because um, once once you're like 30 uh, if she's like uh, 27 then the gap the, the maturity and this kind of experience in life will be closer um, but if you're like 23 and she's like 20 21 the, the, you're, you're gonna still be immature and so I, th- I feel the chemistry the, the dynamic is better when you got a little bit more experience than your wife. You got a little bit more. Um, what's the word? Uh, you're more mature, I would say. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that's ideal. But again, like if someone's good values, batih, yeah, just but don't the, think about it too much. Don't think about <laughs> yeah. it too much, man. And the last one. Oh my god. Girls often talk about romance and how they want a romantic husband. From your experiences, what is romance to them, and how can we make them happy in that romance area? If you, bro, I feel like this is my mm. wife asking this question, bro. I need to go and ask if she's sending anons to me. <laughs> well, that could be, isn't it? Trust me, bro. Like the first two were like red herrings, and this last one is the actual meat of it. <laughs> oh, nice, nicely played, um, bro. I can't answer that. I really can't. I mean. Oh. oh my god, I just remembered the question and it's yeah, it's your wife, definitely. <laughs> I don't know bro, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this one if you want. Yeah. Well the first thing you got you gotta squeeze the Hollywood out of out of your wife, yeah. Yeah, bro. Uh, what's the question again? It was about uh, they often so ladies often talk about romance and how they want a romantic husband from your experiences. Yeah. I love it, it says from your experiences <laughs> What is <laughs> romance to them? And how can we make them happy in that romance area, if you may? Um, um, God, what is romance to them? What is romance to any girl? Where does that come from? Where does the idea mm. come from, apart from mm. media and, you know, comparing your mm. life to other people's Instagram posts? Mm. And, oh, my God, I came mm. home and look what my hubby did for me. 
There's mm-hmm. rose petals no, the, the, all over the bed. <laughs> Stuff oh, like see, that. Th- this is now, now Echi tweet has gone into the like, uh, personal experience area of the question. Bro, I've, here. Gone into, I've gone into a defensive stance, bro. <laughs> no, I, I don't worry. I'll answer in case you. In case it really is your wife. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I think the re- romance is natural, Yanni. Um, understanding of romance is is natural. It's not something purely uh, put put on people like from Hollywood or whatever. Hollywood might be taking those things that you know women especially like romantic things, taking it to an extreme, like maybe an unrealistic extreme. But there is that natural thing, right? And you know, like I, I'm I'm actually not a very romantic person. I don't consider myself romantic. It's a weakness I have maybe, uh, but. I would say it's, uh, you know, surprises, being thoughtful, uh, remembering little details, you know, these kind of things, Yanni, yeah. being thoughtful. You know, it's like, uh, basically, why, why, do, why do women appreciate romance? It's because uh, romance is a sign that you're thoughtful, basically. If you remember little details, it means that you're paying attention and you're thoughtful. If you do surprises, it means you're being thoughtful. So it, it, a lot of it maybe points towards proof that you are thinking about them, you are giving them attention. Yeah. I think listening is a... If you can show that you've been listening, mm, listening that's yeah, the most definitely. important one, I think. I like, mean, maybe it's maybe listening is not something classically seen as, you know, romantic, but um, it will it will fill that that uh, spot. You know, women want they've got that romantic need. It might fill it if you're listening properly, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's 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 tough nowadays because... Girls do tend to compare, like especially married women. I think mm. you know, with so with the combination mm. of social media, there is that mm. danger that people are comparing each other's. Mm. You know, especially now that you've got couples that are so open on the social media, they do. Yes. You know, they post content together and they do stuff together, and then people get jealous mm. or they get really angry with it. You know, and mm. and trying to keep up appearances is very difficult because that's not what life is. Life isn't a bu- bunch of giggles and happy times all the time there are tough times and I think uh, me personally yeah I know I can I can do better with that kind of that side of things and I'm sure every man can feel the same you know every man will feel like well yeah I'm sure I could do better and they say a happy mm. wife is a happy life bro so maybe we should just it's worth it maybe, maybe we should make it worth it but try and find the mm. cheapest way possible of doing it so we don't go <laughs> go overboard yeah I think for most for most women it's definitely not about uh, money, like how much yeah. you're spending. And it's, not saying that again, it's about thoughtfulness. Not yeah, it's, proving it's it. It's not saying that spending isn't the right thing to do because yeah, gifts and stuff mm. are great. But there are a lot yeah. more. There's a lot more sides to that coin than you know just the two. There's a lot yeah. deeper. Angle you can't buy it. romance. Exactly, bro. And with that final statement, that question is done, bro. You're trying to catch me. Okay. Out. <laughs> uh, the next you're happy one, to move on. Yeah. The next one is ten days old. Uh, assalamu alaikum I really have so much respect for Amin oh my god Amin this is like a letter of wow that's a flipping rude question (laughs) I hope he's doing well and enjoying married life he has always been able to have an impact on social media that is strictly beneficial and the way he avoids delving too much in his private life is very honourable mashallah don't worry I'm going to get out of him Um, I'd love to hear I'd love to hear his opinion on marriage now that that he's been married for a couple of months Hmm. Okay, I thought we might do an episode about this, but uh, in brief, then 
How do you Bro, feel? you know, it's such a re- this question is like, especially since you're reading it and not me. Yani, when you're writing the question, at least drop one line from Muhammad saying, oh, Muhammad's this sick at this. Or, <laughs> Yanni, come on. Bro, this is probably just your <laughs> wife messaging again. And yeah, now she's trying to catch it. How do you feel about our marriage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, They're out to get us, bro. Good. Because it's anonymous. We've, um, we've laid a trap for ourselves. <laughs> Well, we, we, I'll just say uh, in brief, um, you know, a lot of people told me it won't be the way you expect, but it has been the way I expect. And maybe that shows uh, how much I flip in th- overthink things is that I've analyzed this so much that it actually ended up being exactly how I thought it would be because I've been thinking about it too flipping much and, you know, overanalyzing. So um, it is the way expected, which is actually a very good thing, alhamdulillah. I, ha- I went into it with a, I would say, a realistic way of thinking that I, I believe I can make I can make this part good. I believe these, you know, you could say negative things can't be avoided. And I accepted that before I even went into it. And therefore, I can only say alhamdulillah and, you know, and, you know, come on. Also, you know, when asking this question, is anyone going to uh, answer it saying... <laughs> You know, oh, it's not going so well, or yeah, um, like it was. T- I was hoping for I, a bit I, I, more. Obviously, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, come on, um, genuinely, I'm happy, alhamdulillah. But also, the, the questions are kind of flawed. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Let's have a look at the next one. Thirteen days ago, Assalamu alaikum. Could you keep us updated on how your keto diet is going? I'm interested in it as an option for me, and what like, and what like to know. And would like to know what made you choose it. Well, this is directed to me, I think. Um, so I've oh, been doing. Oh, you're doing keto, yeah. Yeah, baby. So essentially, oh. I've been doing it for t- just over two weeks now, and I'm only doing it okay. because a certain friend of ours was doing it too, and he got some amazing results, bro. So going strong. This act of ours, he did it for three months after mm. Ramadan, I think. And he lost yeah. like 20 kg, bro. And I saw him after I came back from Algeria. I was like, oh my God. What? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, where is the rest of you gone? I didn't like. 20 kilos in, what, in a month? Three months. Three months. Oh, okay. Three Oof, months. Scared me. I thought. <laughs> no, no. That, that's, I was thinking that must be liposuction. No, no, no. Nothing else can do. It that. was really good. And I think. Okay, three months. I'm not usually that good at sticking with stuff, but if someone else is doing it and I can compete. Hmm then I'm mm. definitely mm. and I've been really good okay. bro like alhamdulillah like two yeah. uh, these two three weeks I've been so good like I haven't I haven't slipped up at all mm. as far as what it mm. is did they ask what it is right yeah explain what it is so essentially explain it's, what it is for everyone for right? a layman like myself from what I understand it's a it's essentially a very low carb diet where you essentially cut out most if not all carbs um, limiting yourself to about 20 grams a day which is nothing mm-hmm. really. Um, yeah. And I don't actively eat carbs to meet that 20 grams because everything I eat is going to have a little bit in it maybe. Mm. Um, so essentially you focusing on... Let me get my... Fat. Yeah, Mostly essentially fat. Essentially fats, certain vegetables and loads of meat. Um, mm. And it doesn't have to be just meat. It can be cheaper stuff like eggs and tuna and you know mm. chicken, stuff like that. It doesn't have to be flipping... Mm. You know, avocado, lots of avocados, lots of avocados, bro, lots of avocados, and that's Mm, what I'm doing, bro. Loads of olive oil and stuff like that. And Mm, I weighed myself yesterday, uh, and I've lost five kilos already. So I'm pretty, 
Mm. And obviously, a lot of that can be water weight. It can be this. It can be that. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's a you know it's something, and it's motivating mm. me to carry on. I don't really have a mm. goal. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm over, like ridiculously overweight or like noticeably overweight. But I just thought, well, that daddy chubby. Oh, I'm. I got that dad bod, bro. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, I was thinking because obviously for work and that, I need to be quite fit and healthy, and, and the running and the flipping, jumping, and all that stuff. And sometimes I'm like, oh my mm. god. When is the next time I have to run after someone? I'm going to have to get in shape. <laughs> so, so that's mm. it, bro. Um, you can't be that stereotype of the donut. Yeah, donut no, exactly. Yeah, not exactly, that you're a bro. cop. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> expose your job. That's no, all good, bro. I'm going to put that as an answer. That's it. There. What made me choose it is because I saw the results. Other people had the results that I could see mm. in front of me, so it motivated mm. me. Instead of mm. like mm. seeing stuff online all the time, this was a visible, yeah. you know, representation in front of you. Do you think you could keep it up for, let's say, three months? So, I'm more concerned about when I'm going to stop. I think once I've started something, it's hard to start and it's hard to stop. But once you're in the middle, it's plain sailing. Because I've got so used to it. Every now and Mm. again, though, I'm like, oh, I miss having this and that. Because I can't can't essentially buy any snacks. I can't drink any juices because of the carb content. And I can't have any snacks because... I can't have a chocolate bar like once in a blue moon because essentially your body goes into a state called ketosis and it's when you've your body basically shuts down burning carbs because there isn't any and it starts burning fats again the moment I start eating carbs it's just going to go back to normal or something like that as far as I can tell so it would reverse two weeks worth of work so far and I don't want to do that at all because it's not just about losing the weight but it's about getting your body in a certain state of of function yes you know yeah, like if you eat, if you have a chunk of carbs, then you're going to leave ketosis and then you've kind of ruined it. I've ruined it, exactly. To, you have to work to get back in. Yeah. But like I said, there's a lot of info out there. So if anyone's mm. really into it, have a look, bros. Mm. You know, I was watching this, um, there's this channel, this like one of those kind of gym channels, but this guy does a weekly video where he looks at these uh, theories or myths or whatever about health and fitness and he looks at what like the um, scientific literature says like you know those proper journals where they do oh, the yeah. studies and everything and you know obviously when you're doing something proper scientifically it's very difficult to actually prove something true right hypothesis so um what what one that caught my attention was they did what's called a meta analysis where you take all different studies and you combine them together some statistical madness goes on and then uh, they come out with the kind of meta conclusion for all this stuff what he said was any most diets right that have been coming out for the last 30 40 years most of them work right most of them will get you losing weight the only difference in the the success people have with the diets is how long they keep it up for and how successful they are at just con- but simply doing the diet and sticking with it that's the main factor between the success yeah so people often argue about oh you got to do vegan you got to do keto you got to do uh, juice you got to do intermittent fasting the truth is whatever will you can keep up out of most of these diets out there that is actually what's going to help you lose weight yeah bro so it's pretty interesting but but the bonus i think with the keto is it's supposed to give you an element of uh, focus it's supposed to help your brain uh, somehow um, and I know it came from uh, they used to uh, get these kids uh, or maybe just uh, anyone who had epilepsy and they found that once they get into ketosis they no longer have seizures oh, so right. um, that that was where they discovered it yeah, like 30-40 years ago something like that 
and then they found out this ketosis thing is actually good for weight loss and stuff. There you go, bro. Anything, yeah, anything keep it off. So you, you don't... Yeah. Anything that sort of shocks your body into doing something different after it's been doing the same thing for 25 years, mm. I think, is enough to mm. so, show some sort of result or some sort of change. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, the next question is ridiculously long, so I've, I don't really want to do it. Um, mm. I'll let you read it another time when we're off air, just so, I don't know. Yeah. Because it's really, really long. Um, what's what was after that? I think this one's just a comment. My favorite part of the podcast is when you quote the Quran or Hadith in your discussions. That is really good. Nice. That's great. That comes from Amin mostly, man. Amin knows more than me when it comes to that stuff. I don't like... Uh, I don't like digging myself into a hole that I can't dig myself back out of by saying something that I can't source very well. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even though, like in my head, in my head, it might be, I'm like, I would have, I would have known that it's perfectly fine. It's, you know, it's, yeah. it's, and I could say it in conversation, but on air, I just feel really guilty. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> um, I know what you mean. Uh, next one, I've. This is from the 9th of June, bro. We're going, we're going back in time. I've really been enjoying your. <laughs> And benefiting from your podcast, I'd like to suggest you do a podcast on how you or the people around your, you benefit local communities. I believe in most situations, if everyone does their bit with people around them, then people won't need to turn to strangers on social media for friends, help and advice. So it would be interesting to hear what beneficial examples you both have. Oh, man. I used to do... I feel like This I did, assumes that we do anything. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd say I used to try and do a lot more. But, you know, these days... I can't. I don't really have much time. I probably should try and do your more. job, bro. Yeah, I suppose my. But I get paid for that. It's not the same. But although, what I would say is, like, I do try and start my day. Uh, a lot of times, I try and remi- remind myself every morning, um, like, whatever happens today, let's make it feasible there because because it's so because you're so rushed and you just forget a lot of the time because yeah. you're not surrounded by people that remember in Allah so you forget about rectify, re- like renewing your intentions every day or every time you go and do something and it'd be great to have mm. that it'd be great to have people around you all the time that renewed your intentions and reminded you of your intentions because I always finish a day and I'm like oh my god I did so many things today that if I just did them with the right intention I could have got so much reward for them so what I try and do is make a blanket dua about everything I do and say you know yeah Allah accept that as you know something for, <laughs> your, for your sake to, you but, do that at the end of the day, yeah? <laughs> yeah, both at the end and sometimes yeah. in the beginning as well. Maybe in the beginning it's better. But yeah. I want to actively do things. Yeah, I want to I actively do things where I'm helping people with that intention in my head, which I always forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end of the day, you can benefit your community with anything, bro. Whether it's picking up something from the street to flipping, I don't know, campaigning for something bigger, you know? There's, there's so many little things mm. that we forget about. I was thinking today about recycling, for example, because I missed, I missed yeah. the, I, I missed the, my bins get collected on Friday and I missed it. I forgot. But I was just thinking mm. how, imagine in a, in in the in the Muslim utopia that I always mention, mm. yeah. <laughs> like if we were we would have flipped bin because I was thinking how much rubbish I throw every day. And how many bins? Because I went down and the bin was full, and I had to put another bag mm. on. I was like, "Bro, like back in the day, bro, how much rubbish would they have thrown away? Like we don't have, they didn't have packaging like they have today. Yeah, it would have just been yeah. like bones, and bones from meat yeah. would have just gone to like other animals, the garden, or garden, mm. or something. Do you know what I mean? There would have really been very little waste mm. in terms of. Yeah, but when I was doing the juice fast, yeah, I had no waste. Yeah, I I, I just had the. You know, the pulp of fiber left over from the fruit which I threw in the garden, that's it. Exactly. 
So crazy. it's crazy how much. Yeah. I mean, I do think I, I, this is going off on a tangent, but it's way too much packaging, bro. There's so much. There's no yeah. need. Yeah. It's oh, but it's way. It's, it, England's obviously way better than a lot of the world. Yeah. Um, not obviously, but is is better definitely. Uh, for example, you got you got recycling bins, right? We don't have recycle. If I want to recycle, I can't. Like, there's there's yeah. nowhere for me to go. And also, something annoys me is. If you go get takeaway or whatever, or even you go supermarket, they give you loads of plastic bags. Yeah. Obviously, they're free here, and they give you loads. No, they're not thinking about it. Obviously, they're simple people, Yanni. They're just giving you load of bags. They think it's a good thing, I guess, good service and stuff. Um, and then if you go, especially if you go takeaway, you get you know go to a restaurant get takeaway. They'll give you mad ketchup. They give you they. It's obvious the food's for one person. They're giving you ten ketchup. Yeah. Bro. Ten ketchup. <laughs> 10 plus like imagine you got like a soup they're giving you flipping 10 plastic bro. knives in there for your soup they give you a baguette so you can dip your bread in the ketchup bro because that's what Arabs like to do <laughs> okay. everything with bread bro everything with Allah. bread subhanallah <laughs> yeah so uh, um, yeah environment wise it's crazy and uh, that was something I actually felt kind of dirty about it not being able to you know choose to recycle when mm. I moved back here uh, but you know, bit by bit, I guess. I think if you can try and use, I mean, in, in your situation, if you can try and actively reuse things instead of throwing them mm. away, I think that's that, the second best option, isn't it? Like bottles and containers yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like one of these activists going to the supermarket with my reusable bag, <laughs> bro. Like, because I was only—it's <laughs> true because you know people think, well, you know, it's—it's. It's, I'm talking a bit like a Greenpeace activist or something, but it's true because. There wasn't that kind of waste back in the time of the Prophet of Allah. There wasn't. There yeah. wasn't that type of disposal. There wasn't that type of throwing things yeah. away. Because I was thinking, what would? Because yeah. I automatically just thought, well, they didn't have landfills, so they wouldn't have just. Do you understand? So it's a bit. Mm-hmm. So their communities were probably probably a lot cleaner than ours because they wouldn't have to chuck stuff yeah. outside or behind their house like we do now. Like if you go to a rural part of Tunisia, there's like rubbish piles just yeah. in every street corner. It's awful. Yeah, it's nuts, bro. And yeah, I I feel like I used to feel like you know it's a bit over the top, this and that. But the truth is, Yanni, it's true. If I um, you know, a bottle takes like two hundred years. That plastic bottle takes two hundred years to break down. That that when it breaks down, those little bits of plastic are halas. They're like stuck in the world somewhere. Somebody's gonna eat it. Somebody's gonna do this. Hmm. So. Yeah, you know, I just bring it back to like Surah Ar-Rahman. Allah says, "Allah tadghaw fil mizan wa aqimu al-wazna bil qisti wa la tukhsiru al-mizan." Like Allah made things with a balance. He made the world in a balance. You know, mm. gravity, laws of nature, all of it is balanced. Ecosystem balanced, and Allah saying, "Don't break the balance." And when you see littering, for example. When you, it's obvious, you you observe it, you know it's breaking the balance. So just don't, right? Just don't. You shouldn't need some specific hadith about littering. Allah says, don't break the balance. And all of that, like, harms, it doesn't just harm people, but it harms the rest of the creation as well, bro. Like, I mean, how many documentaries and clips and stuff do we see of, like, mm. you know, mm. fish and turtles and god knows what else with how much plastic yeah. in their body and lungs and stuff mm. it's, it's it's not mm. nice bro and knowing that you part of you could be part of that problem is something that you want to try and avoid bro there's so many there's so, i mean you could you could you could endlessly watch documentaries about 
the environment changing mm. around us and mm. you know that i'm putting global warming mm. to the side but like just stuff like immediate effects on wildlife and stuff like that it's crazy yeah. bro so if we can we can i mean and at the end of the day like i said you want to benefit your community and you want to do it it just putting a bottle mm. in the bin like mm. as, as mm. crazy as that sounds like that's mm. something good bro like that's that's essentially you know it's similar to the hadith of the prophet them about removing a harmful thing from the street because essentially you are i know it's a little thing like a bottle mm. is a little thing but that bottle and someone else's bottle and someone else's bottle, it all adds mm. up and it's all on the world bro yeah even cats flipping clean up after themselves even cats clean up after. my son is allergic to cats did you know that I'm telling you now it's an exclusive news story coming straight to you <laughs> mashallah I know is it you know what bro these allergies are mad you know apparently in the past people didn't have allergies like this that's what I'm thinking you know what that means that means you gotta send your son to the Mauritanian desert <laughs> he's not coming back with any allergies no allergies trust bro. me he's gonna be cleansed right We've got two more, I think. Um, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Keep them coming, bro. I've enjoyed every single one. In the latest Ramadan one, you said how, how since you're busy with family, it can somewhat replace the time you would have wanted to spend on Ibadah. But I feel you can still use those opportunities so that you don't miss out. For example, let's say you want to help your mum with shopping. On the way there, you could say, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi, Subhanallah al-Azim, repeatedly. The Prophet said this statement mm. is light on the tongue, so but so heavy on the scales. See last hadith in Sahih Bukhari. This is something I've tried to do like when I'm, talk- when I'm taking the bus, because otherwise I'm just sitting there on my phone. It's also bare easy to do, requiring absolutely bare minimum effort, for which Allah will reward <laughs> greatly. Thanks for that. And he's right, because, and I've consciously tried to do that a lot more as well. Um, I've also got like a really good app that I've been harping on about on Twitter. And a lot of people know mm. about it. It's called Hisni. I don't know if you know about it. Okay. And it's just... My fortress. It's, it's just... Um, it's just like a, a dua, essentially a dua app that's got loads of authentic mm. duas in it. But, but the way they've organized it is really cool. So they've got duas categorized into certain situations. So when you're feeling sad or after a mm. prayer or when it's raining. But they've got little logos next to each one. So you don't have to read through. Okay. So you can, you can mm. flick through all these categories. And then also you can favorite your favorite duas. So... Like, for example, it's, it's raining a lot recently, so I favorited the rain one. And every time it rains, mm. I'll prick it up and I'll read that. And it, mm. I'll, I'll have it there favorited and so easy to access so quickly that I'll end up memorizing it sooner or later. And then I won't need the app anymore, you know? Mm, so yeah, stuff yeah. like that's pretty good. It's, it's easier than getting a book out. Like, I've always had Fortress of a Muslim, but I've never really taken it out that much. Because, I don't know, just pulling out a book and flicking through every now and again is a lot a lot more time consuming than just opening an app when you're already on your phone you know and there's nothing wrong sure. with a phone using a phone if you're putting it to good use and you're putting decent tools <laughs> on it actually don't start yeah. bro yeah yeah it's good but it is what it is bro, good, bro. um yeah. yeah I guess that was more of a statement than a than a question. question and the last question for today as long as we don't get another one at the moment is describe who you want to be at age 30 <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope I'm still a mean when I'm. 30. I know. I was just thinking. I thought this was like a bot question, but I don't know if it is. I can't tell. You know when those bots ask ask you a question. Mm, but let's yeah, just go with the fact that it isn't. Um, yeah. Describe who you want to be at age thirty. Well, I'm. I just turned twenty five recently. Um, mm. uh, if I reach thirty, bro, I don't know. Mm. 
like I personally feel like I have everything I need. I swear, I swear mm. by what I feel like, you know, and Allah knows me best. But I feel like everything I've ever needed or wanted, you know, it's, but, I mean, new things come out all the time. But as far as what I need, mm. I think I've got it all. Mm. And the only thing that mm. I desperately want is to complete everybody else in my family's wants and needs. You know, like mm. all I want to do is make sure my, my wife and my child are happy and my parents are happy and they've got what they want mm. and what they need and they're sorted. That's all I'm working on. So how towards. do you, how would you, you know, how do you say it? How would you accomplish those things? Like, what would your, for example, your son, what would he need and how are you going to. Well, at the moment, you know, what, well, yeah, yeah, in, I suppose in, it's difficult because yeah, at the moment, years, as far as my son is concerned, because he's not a communicator in the sense that he can't tell me what he needs. I'm doing like I'm at the moment yeah. what he needs is to be looked after and fed mm. and stuff like that and that's easy that comes naturally but like with yeah. for example my parents I'd say they've you know all my life I've, I've grown up with them and they've always they've always had the same hopes and dreams for th- certain things they want in life right uh, especially mm. my dad and I've always wanted to sort of see them get to there and try and mm. help them get to there and, and provide whatever I can to support them in that in that sort of quest and the same with my wife now like my wife's got and my wife's a completely new you know uh, what's the word like dynamic in my life now because it's a completely different person I've never grown up with and suddenly so many ideas and goals and dreams that they've had uh, are now sort of not thrust into your life forcefully but they're part of your discussions about yeah. you know your goals and stuff <clears throat> so there's that bro and you know but as far as me personally and a lot of those best like I said I think I've got what I want Alhamdulillah for mm. that, but I just what I really want is to make sure Move to Tunisia, bro. We'll talk about that another time, but yeah, that's part of the process, bro. It might have to be part of the process, you know. Mm. But we'll see. What about you? Um, when I'm thirty, what do I want? Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, how many? How much specifics can I go into? Because I do have yeah, any quite specific plans. I'll try and keep it a balance of specific and general. So by then, of course, I'd like to have probably maybe multiple kids by then. Inshallah. Um, uh, obviously, I want to. I want to have a. Basically, my aim. I want to have a certain amount of income because of specific things that I need to do with that income. Yep. And then, with that, I also want to. Uh, launch a certain project which might be my legacy kind of project that I need the money for that but I'm also going to start it on my way to 30 inshallah um, what else what else I mean really it's like it's about uh, obviously my business needs to keep growing need to keep you know really I'm, I'm, I want to try and make my business about my my customer so I want to make it about how many businesses can I help grow how much can I contribute to you know my clients' businesses and stuff, and make it about more than just you know getting the money and then doing enough work for them so they don't complain? I would really like to make them thrive and stuff. So business-wise, there's that. There's the income side of it, but there's the contribution side, and then the income will help me to do that project. And then I've got these little goals that I'm trying to do, and I think life is all about little goals. Like, did you read Quran ten minutes every single day of your life? I think if you do these little things, by the time you're dead, you're not going to have some, you know, something you ticked off saying, I read the Quran 6,000 times in my life, but Allah is counting that and the angels are counting that. And a lot of the time it's, it's about habits and doing stuff regularly 
rather than the big goals. So by 30, I hope I will continue the routines I've got in place and I would have upgraded them a, a, a level. And until I die, I'm constantly upgrading, you know. For example, every six months, every three months, add five minutes to my daily word, my daily reading. Mm. You know, something like that. Yeah. So like, if I reach if I reach 40, if I reach 50, I've increased so much and it's like regular. And, you know, inshallah, that'll be something good that you know, whatever sins I've done, uh, you know, hopefully Allah will, yeah. will have mercy on me because of those extra things. You know? I didn't think of that really, but yeah, you're right. When it comes to that, like the spiritual aspect of things, and of course, I've got loads of goals I want to achieve mm. in that regard, and and it is tied up to dunya as well because I've always had this sort of feeling that the only reason Allah may not have, may not increase my dunya is because He knows that my deen is at a level where I can, well, I'm where I'm ready for the dunya without it distracting me. You know, if for mm. example. Let's say that I haven't built up a good tolerance for success because a lot of success mm. can distract somebody. So mm. if 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 let's say success comes to me at the way I am now, and I'm talking about dunya wise, then I'll just I'll just fall off. I will I'll have lowy men and I'll forget about a lost power. I'll forget about the dean because the money and the and the fortune and all of that will distract me, you know. Mm. And I'm not that I'm not ready for that, and Allah's protecting me from that. But if I train myself to really focus on having good discipline and, you know, training myself like a warrior, bro, like a spiritual warrior, that when I'm blessed with the dunya, it doesn't, I can use it for good and it doesn't distract me. Mm. And if I can maintain You're that. You're very, like, wary of that. Because I've seen it happen so many times. Mm. How many times do we but, see a little yeah. bit of fame and fortune yeah. completely drop someone off? And I had a taste of mm. it, bro. Like I said, a little bit of. A little bit of um, you know success in the dunya, and and when I, I you know everybody has their stages of lowy man, and I remember going through some really bad times. I never want to go back to. I never want to go that low again, you know. Mm. And that's why I'm so wary of it because, and it's and it also it, it, it's also a positive way of thinking because instead of beating yourself up and blaming, saying like having bad thoughts of Allah and why isn't Allah answered my du'as in this x y and z you have to make excuses mm. for why certain situations are the way they are because it keeps you moving mm. forward if you if you make yeah. excuses and say uh, Allah hasn't blessed me with this now because I'm not ready for it now what sort of things mm. do I need to do to get ready for this maybe I need to increase my spirituality because when I if I did get it now I would lose faith and I'd get mm. distracted and you know Allah wants goodness for you by bringing him bringing you a like number one thing is to bring you closer to him through mm. the deen everything else doesn't mm. matter apart from that essentially do you mm. understand so that's the goodness mm. that Allah will give you so keeping you away from something is is mm. is only going to be so that that goodness can then you know blossom Allah alam I want to ball out, bro. It's okay, bro. We got, <laughs> we got deep on that one. No, you know, you know the way I see it is that, um, you, you, I, you know, I've got goals which are bigger than me. Like they're bigger than uh, what I could deal with right now. Yeah. Right. I'm fully aware of that. The same person, you know, just because it's easy to put it into numbers, the same person now that might, let's say, <clears throat> is making five thousand pounds a month, that same person. It cannot make fifty thousand pounds a month, yeah. right? They need to develop and into doing that, right? So, if my intention for getting to where I want to get is in the right place, and I want to do it for the right reason, then uh, I, I'm aware of huge challenges that will come in the way, and not just like 
uh, hardships like in life or whatever but I mean stuff like what you just mentioned right so temptations will come my way uh, but my thinking is that yes they'll come my way but because this goal is so noble I'm gonna become the person I need to be to overcome that those things and still get to that goal yeah so it's like a um, uh, yeah Andy they call it like growth mindset which is I'm not the way I am and I'm just gonna be like that I'm gonna grow to be be able to become whoever I need to be when I'm at that level that's awesome bro you know it's like uh, I guess it's ambition in your goals but ambition in the person to become kind of thing mm. it goes back yeah. to what we were saying at the beginning of this whole episode where it was mm. about understanding yourself <coughs> and yes. figuring out your path to the best of your ability and what you're good at and what what is your action to take and you know for you, yeah for you, that's why yeah that's why you've obviously understood you got a certain weakness there and therefore you're very wary to step in a certain direction yeah. because of that so yeah. that that's what you gotta be careful of as well yeah no doubt no doubt take it and my advice to anyone is take it one step at a time because everyone's mm. got that vice like everyone's got one vice that they need to work on mm. and then you, you tackle that don't try and mm. don't try and change yourself overnight like pick out your pick out your weaknesses one by one you know and establish a habit or, or mm. a routine mm. like getting mm. rid of that for example, let's say, I don't know, for example, you're listening to music and you don't want to listen to music anymore. So focus on that for now. Slowly replace mm. it. And then overpower when you, it. Yeah, overpower that. And when you've overpowered that for, you know, some time, then you can say, okay, I'm going to use the momentum yeah. to try and jump onto something else, to tackle something else. You yeah. know, and that's it. Isn't Definitely, it? Yeah. Or not just tackle yeah. things, because a lot of our thinking of improving is to remove things from our life, but we don't think about mm. adding things. You know, we mm, think about replacing it exactly. Yeah. We don't think about. We always think about you know, stop doing this, stop doing that. But we don't think about. I should do more of this. I mm. should do more good deeds. I should mm. do more. You know, and that's what it should be as well, man. Mm. I found that when I added more like let's say voluntary good deeds or I learned more about Allah and his book and his sharia and stuff I found that actually helped me much more to get rid of bad habits no more doubt. than just trying to tackle bad habits yep. maybe people are different but for me that was like yeah effective that was brilliant bro that was the end of question time and I think to be fair it might Q&A as well be, marathon yeah it might as well be the end of the episode it's been a good one uh, yeah. Have we covered all those uh, curious cats apart yeah, from the, there's, there's, well, there's, the huge one? Yeah, there is one huge one that's in two parts. But like I said, I, I think it's very personal, very specific. And I don't know. Mm. I mean, I'll, we'll go into it um, maybe mm. next time or when you see it as well. And then we'll decide what we can do with that. Um, Inshallah, yeah. But for now, it has been good to be back. It's good to speak to you again. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get this edited and put out ASAP. Uh, what what are our plugs again? What was your plugs? You go with the plugs, bro. Um, yeah, I, you know, I would say check out my YouTube channel because I do weekly videos. Um, I did just like the podcast. I skipped a couple of weeks, but I'm actually quite uh, regular on the videos. And if you liked, you know, some of the answers that we gave in this uh, this episode, then definitely check out Sarah Masters on YouTube. And the the money answer I said is in that video there. So check that out. And then the usual plug is, uh, you know, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, it's very easy to do. Probably takes a maximum of 20 seconds. Drop us a review. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. And finally, 
uh, I don't know uh, if you go to Achi Tweet's Twitter he'll, you'll find the Curious Cat link yeah, so that? there's a curiouscat.me slash mindheist oh okay yeah, perfect if not then you can email us on mindheistpodcast at gmail.com that's if you want yeah. to write something really long or you, you don't mind having your name on there or you know any, mm. anything you can use the email for that if yeah. it's something otherwise just, anonymous is yeah if it's something anonymous then you can go with the Curious Cat thing uh, try mm-hmm. not to overly praise Amin again because his head gets really big. <laughs> definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely. No, but for real, don't praise us at all because I'd rather just have a you know question answer than just a. If you want to say something positive, then link it to you know how we structured the episode, for example, yeah. so that we can know what to keep doing. Yeah, or you can send it to my mum because that'll make her happy. I'd rather she gets yeah. she gets <laughs> praise for her son than me. <laughs> uh, and that's it, really. Follow me on. Twitter. I'm starting to try and use Twitter again uh, okay. more frequently because because I get lonely out here in Brighton, bro. Not that many Muslims around, mm. so it's mm. the only link I have to the uh, to the Muslim community at a large at a whole. And um, mm-hmm. Sierra Masters on the Snapchat and YouTube. I mean, puts out yes. YouTube videos every now and again. Very nice stuff. Mm-hmm. I saw your juicing one actually. You, you reminded me. Um, Mm. so yeah that's it for this episode I think it was episode 22 I haven't even checked uh, yeah 22 or 23 oh god let's try and check before we before we go I need to I need to find out I mean there's no way that I can leave without finding out mind heist ep- yeah so this we is episode 22 it episode okay. it's episode 22 episode 20, 22 months late <laughs> yeah it's been brilliant it's been a good one Okay, bro. Keep up the keto. I will and, do. Uh, yeah. Give us a weight update. You get. Go oh, give us weekly um, weight update. Will I? As long as you guys motivate me, bro. I'm not doing no before yeah. and after photos, though. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's only if you email in. Then we'll send it um, privately. Yeah, privately. They have to send some money in my money box app. Then maybe. I oh can yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yalla. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi